SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. It's the winter blues, days get shorter, temperatures drop lower, people tend to crave comfort foods and have a deep desire to curl up in their beds. This time of year is a good time of year to practice self-care. It's why this past Wednesday, that's exactly what our youth group members did. They shared ways that they take care of themselves, the things that help them. What we learned was nothing shocking. We all need to take care of ourselves and none of us go, can go through life alone. These are sixth through 12th graders and they've already learned that they have to listen to their bodies and they've already learned that they have to take care of themselves and they've already figured out that they can't do it by themselves all the time. Now amid our conversation with the high school group, I confess that when I realize that I need self-care, when I realize that I have to take care of myself, I become my own worst critic. And I like to hibernate from others. When a friend of mine is down, I'm encouraging. I find the positive or say, okay, you failed. Now, what did you learn so that you can avoid doing that the next time? I remind them that this is just one thing. They are much more than this one thing. And I sit there and, and continue to encourage them. And so I asked this question to our youth group members and I said, what if we began to treat ourselves the way we treat others? What if when we mess up, we tell ourselves, well, there's next time. The sun will set tonight and tomorrow it will rise again with new possibilities. What if we surround ourselves with supportive people? What if we took that kind of care of ourselves? What if we reached out to others and shared ourselves, allowing ourselves to be changed, allowing others to also be changed? The reality is, yes, in an ideal world, that would be beneficial and healthy to most of us. We should be kind to ourselves and we should surround ourselves with kind, loving people. We were created for our community. We weren't ever created to go through life alone. How boring would that be? I'm an introvert and the idea of never having anyone would be awful. We all remember Tom Hanks in Castaway. Being all alone, he created a small community himself. Now, yes, it was just a volleyball. But many of us teared up when Wilson was lost. And the reason was because it no longer was just a volleyball. We all understood the importance of having a friendship that we value like that. When I read our text for today and was sitting there thinking about all these moving parts, all the moving parts within relationships with being community. I was trying to have some visual and I started thinking about assembly lines 
And first one that came in my head, I admit, was the I Love Lucy uh, chocolate factory, you know, where, where she and Hazel are sitting there. And um, kids, that's a really old TV show. Um, but, you know, this conveyor belt's coming through, and the chocolates are coming out much faster than they can know what to do with or can wrap them. And so out of panic, because they know if they don't get the chocolates off in time that it's going to ruin the whole rest of the system, they just start stuffing them every Everywhere, in their pockets and their mouths and their shirts and their hats chocolates are, are everywhere until they have no other place to put them and they have to finally figure out what to do we kind of sit there and look at life that way where if one moving part messes up if, if one part doesn't go as planned that it can no longer function that it has to go exactly in this one way or else everything falls apart. And we feel that way about our lives a lot of times, that, well, this didn't go right. My life is ruined. It's, it's fallen apart. Um, we, we don't get creative enough to re-envision what changing our life away from whatever mindset we have could look like. Now, this also made me start to think about other jobs. And I, start, I couldn't think of any jobs in which other people are not required to be there. And so I actually Googled jobs that don't require other people. <laughs> and this remarkable little box came up to the top of my screen. And in the box was this one sentence that says, it would be impossible to not depend on anyone and have a job at the same time. That actually popped up in this little box. <laughs> in every area of our life, we encounter others. As parents, we teach our children how to play with others, how to share, how to say please and thank you, how to take care of one another. We have 18 years to make sure that they will be able to be good, contributing citizens of society. And part of that is learning how to work with others and alongside others. I had to interview missionaries this week for one of my classes. One of the questions I asked was, what is the hardest part of your ministry? Or what has been the hardest part for you in your ministry? One of the missionaries responded by saying, the hardest part for her has been fully being community with people. Not on the small things and within her own team, but the big things, like allowing others that she's just recently gotten in community with to care for her children. She was willing to give to others, but she needed to learn to also receive from others, to fully be present, to fully be community with people. Now, Travis and my trainer was supposed to be here this morning. Um, I actually wore a sleeveless shirt in the middle of what's nearing blizzard weather outside, just to tell you that you could thank her for this. Um, but, yes, uh, she sent us a message toward the front. I am funny, right? I'm just kidding. Um, but I, she actually sent us a message at the beginning of service. She lives about 40 minutes away that uh, she, on her drive here this morning, she spun out uh, on the street and decided to uh, turn around and go back home, which 
we affirmed. Um, but uh, Danny, uh, our trainer, knows all about the human body. Uh, she comes up with these random fun facts for us all the time on what random parts of our body do, what they were created for. She'll even tell us, you know, I don't know, obscure things about how this little part inside your knee can support five times your body weight. And I'm like, well, then how come we mess it up all the time? I mean, you know, and so, but she knows all of these different things and how they work together um, to accomplish all of the things that we put our bodies through. Um, she can sit there and tell us how if we use one part, how these other parts will then be affected. And uh, it's <laughs> remarkable and it's wonderful in her job because if, we're, if we don't have proper form with something, she's gonna know, no, you can't do that. Your back will hurt tomorrow or, or you know. And she helps us because our body works together very fluidly. Yes, we complain about things that don't go the way we want it all the time, but it's remarkable how impressive our bodies are. Um, now, I don't watch a ton of TV, but from the few shows that I do watch, hands down, my favorite commercial lately have all been from Audible. Um, here's a 30-second example. listen for a change. Throughout this drawn-in creative series, we've been dreaming, hovering, risking, and listening. We listen to bring about change. And this week when, is when that change starts to occur. This week is when we reintegrate all of those pieces all of the parts. This week is when we put it all into action. And communication is key. We have to keep listening as we work together. We have to allow ourselves to change and to be changed by others. Um, last night, I went to the Lion's Lobster dinner. Several of you were there. I met, believe it or not, I met a man that graduated from the same high school in Alabama that I did. It turns out I used to have a huge crush on his little brother, too, but that's a different story. Um, um, but um, my high school... Uh, Alabama, you all know, especially month of February when you do Black History Month, Alabama really struggled with segregation and with having schools that were no longer segregated. And this is a different play off the word integrate, but where their schools were integrated. And the sad thing is, even in our conversation last night about our high school, our alma mater, <laughs> Um, it's no longer what it was. It is now, it has resegregated itself. It is now 99.9% .9 black all over again. Um, 
we don't, when we don't allow ourselves to change, when we don't allow ourselves to be changed by others, to reach out to others, to have the possibility, the creativity of life in a different way, we're not our best selves and others are not their best selves. There's a, a phrase, a saying um, that says, I cannot be my best self until you are your best self. When we allow ourselves to integrate into community, we become the best selves and our best community. Now, when I was in high school is when I read this passage that's our text today for the first time. And I remember after I read it that first time, sitting there asking myself, well, what part am I? Am I, am I an ear? Am I, am I a hand? Am I the liver? Like, what, what part of Christ am I? And I thought that my spiritual gifts, like, would help me figure out what part of Christ I was and where I should be. I took the passage way too literally. Now I realize that Paul wanted us to work together in whatever ministries we do, in whatever life throws at us. If we work together, if we're unified, if we're one, we can do it. Whatever life throws at us, if we work together, we can do it. For when all the pieces integrate together, they form the whole, they are complete. We are made in God's image, and God created the world in community. God, along with the Holy Spirit, also known as Lady Wisdom, and with the Son, the three created the world. The three made us. They made us in a community, and they made us to be a part of a community. They made us to be community with them and to be community with each other to work alongside and love alongside. And together is a wonderful place to be. Amen.